Welcome to 40 Years of Hip Hop, where we review a thousand songs in the span of 40 years from 1979 to 2019. Before we get into this review, this month we are giving away a 40 Years of Hip Hop t-shirt manufactured by Champion. All you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel to have a chance to win. Also check out our t-shirt store. We have a few original tees and more coming out on the way. You like cool artwork? Check out 40 Years of Hip Hop displayed metallic posters. We have released the first five and the collection is growing. Go check it out at display.com slash 40 years of hip hop. And party people, you like the channel? Show your support by buying us a coffee at our Patreon, buyusacoffee.com slash 40 years of hip hop. That would be much appreciated. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, 40 years of hip hop on our Facebook discussion group where we share a lot of music at, and you have to search for 40YOHH. That's the acronym for 40 Years of Hip Hop. And you can always follow us on our Twitter page at 40 Years of Hip Hop. Also check out our IG at 40 Years of Hip Hop. You can also check my own IG, my own IG, I mean, at the G-Man 40 Years of Hip Hop. It's spelled T-H-E-G-M-A-N-4-0-Y-O-H-H. Last but not least, go check out our Spotify playlist page for the years of hip-hop to listen to our latest playlist. You can find all these links in the description down below. And remember to watch the live video review of Mr. Mounds on our YouTube channel for the years of hip-hop for a different opinion and perspective, perspective on the same review that I did. Peace, and I'm Howdy5000. Episode 44, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me, by the Ghetto Boys from the album We Can't Be Stopped in 1991. This is uh, Mr. Rounds pick. So, for originality, what makes the songs that original? How can you be more original than this? To have a song about cognitive distortions, it's simply a kind of distorted thinking that happens automatically when your brain processes your surrounding environment. This is the best horrorcore rap song ever, so realistic and cinematic as a song. The video too was very descriptive and entertaining. It was simply on the one of the best videos in the golden age of hip-hop. As a fun fact, Scarface credits his grandmother with the song's title. In 2011, in an interview he made with his grandma on MTV, he explained, or she explained, I mean, that it was she was home one day, working on something and mumbling to herself when she lost a few things she used to do that. And that's when Scarface came into the room and asked her what she was talking about. And her reply was, my mind's playing tricks on me. And it struck a chord with Scarface, who used this as the title for the now classic record that we know of. And for that, simply for originality, how could I share with a five? You know, I had to give it a five. So go check out what Mr. Brown said on the YouTube channel. If he gave a five two, it's one of his picks. So I, I, I doubt it was a perfect score, but let's see it. As far as delivery, lyrics, and flow. First point about delivery, lyrics, and flow for this song. The amazing lyrics describe the mental 
anguish and exhaust of life as a gangster. It also deals with the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, paranoia, loneliness, and suicidal thoughts. So, it's a really heavy song, the topic and everything. So I had to go with a quotable for this. I got three quotes by all of each members, you know. Let's start with Willie D. I make big money, I drive big cars, everybody know me. It's like I'm a movie star, but late at night, something ain't right. I feel I'm being tailed by the same suckers that headlights. Is it that fool that I ran out the blocks? Or is it that nigga last week that I shot? Or is it the one I beat for $5,000? Thought he had cane, but it was gold metal flower. Wow, uh, that, that was Willie D's part, so it struck. No, I make me money, I drive big cars, everybody knows me. It's like I'm a movie star. This influenced these two lines a lot of rappers from Big E, Notorious B.I.G., I mean, to anyone. And about the flashiness, uh, we getting big, you know, after the gangster life, it's the musical life. So, let's go with the Scarface quote. Uh, the one that I preferred is, I often drift when I drive, having fatal thoughts of suicide, bang and get it over with, and then I'm worry free, but that's bullshit, I got a little boy to look after, and if I die, then my child will be a bastard, wow, that's another part, you know, he's like thinking about ending it, but he's also worrying about his son, you know, so that's pretty ill. And the fun part, don't forget, they each had like different roles. Scarface was the more lyrical guy, straight up in your face, the battle rapper. You know, Willie D was more the uh, political side, you know. He had like, he brought something more, uh, not clever, but more politics and bullshit, you know. And uh, Bushwick Bill was like the clown, the funny guy of, to put the humor in the group. And I love what he said when he said that he's called, he stood about six or seven feet. Now that's the nigga I be seeing in my sleep. So we put so we triple beam on him, dropping them motherfucking bees on him. The more I swung, the more blood flew, then he disappeared and my boys disappeared too. Then I felt just like a fiend. It was even close to Halloween. It was dark as fuck on the streets. My hands were all bloody from punching on the concrete. God damn, homie, my mind's playing tricks on me. That chord, these chord strikes uh, strikes in your head forever, you know? Also, as a fun fact, you did you know that Scarface wrote three of the songs for Versus? Because the song was originally intended for his solo album. But however, our, however, Jay Prince, the founder and CEO of Rap Alarm Records, decided that the song should go to the label's flagship group, the Ghetto Boys, as a breakout single. So, since three verses were already written, so Scarface rapped the first and third verse on the song, and he left the, the third verse that became the fourth verse of the song. He gave it to Bushwick, to Bushwick Bill, while Willie D, he went to the studio in the meantime and he worked his own verse, so the second verse was Willie D's on the track. So, worthyofgenius.com for all the info, you know, the lyrics I mean for the quoting. So, for this, you know, what do you think I had to go to? For lyrics and the very flow, I had to go with another five. I know my man Wells must be flipping right now, but... I'm sure he matches my score. It's his pick, you know, it's his pick. 
Now for production and beat. What makes it good or bad? Uh, the main sample hung up on my baby bike has like A's from 1974, which itself was featured in the Black Station film The Three Tough Guys. It's the key to the song. It's incredible and memorable, you know? Scarface flipped it well and maximized the use of the sample to its fullest. I'm not fond of Scarface's production, but this one, it's a classic, you know? And talking about the producer Scarface, he grew up in Houston and as a teenager, sadly, he attempted suicide and subsequently spent time in a hospital psychiatric ward. So you could see where the influence of the song came, you know, it was like a life experience he was sharing with us because it happened to him. And also he started as a DJ named Action. It was spelled A-K-S-H-E-N, but pronounced Action. And he was recording and DJing for Little Troy's Short Stop, a local record label in Houston. After releasing his 12-inch single, called Scarface slash Another Head Put to the Rest as Action, he would go on to sign with Rap A Lot and join the Ghetto Boys and the rest is history. The sample contains three uh, samples, like I said, the song. I already talked about the main one by Isaac A's, but the other two were the jam by the Grand Central Station in 1975, and they sampled their own group, Mind of a Lunatic, the Deaf American version by Ghetto Boys in 1990. So, courtesy of WhoSample.com for all these reasons, for the beat, almost perfect. I went with a 4.5, you know. Go check out what Ron said on the YouTube channel, don't forget. Now, as for relevance and longevity, did it stand the test of time? Hell yeah, it did. This song, until this day, is relevant, even for the new generation of emo rappers. Everyone can relate to this song. Everyone had a shared experience of trauma or distress at a point in their life. I personally do, you know. This song was like therapy for me sometimes. Like, don't forget us as black people, we don't want to go to therapy, don't want to say we're crazy, but sometimes we have distress in our life and things doesn't go well. And music is the best therapy, you know, to me. It helped me out through a lot of major things in my life, you know. So I have a song for each moment or each state of feeling that I have, a state of mind that I am, you know? Like also Kid Cudi's hit uh, Day and Night is a song he wrote while trying to make his own version of Mind's Playing Tricks on Me. And he came up with Day and Night. It's really like what's happening with him and everything, you know? Can you see the influence of that song, uh, Mind's Playing Tricks on Me? Also, that song was sampled 67 times over the years, you know? So the most notable ones were from Freddie Gibbs uh, on a song called White Range in 2015, Ja Rule with the song Pain Is Love 2001, you got my man PMD for American Parish Making Dollars, and when he did his solo joint on the song called Here They Come in 1994, that's a solid joint. You also got the clips. Uh, uh, they did that song Nightmares in 2006. You got Beanie Siegel with the classic I Feel It In The Air in 2005. Rocker Rockefeller. And last but not least, you got One More Chance by the Notorious B.I.G. 1994. But that's the original version that was on the album. Not the remix that everybody knows with the Puff Daddy sound with everything. That was the original version. Also, 
The song was covered in six songs, three covers with the exact, exact same title by Cottonmouth Kings in 2001, Big Sheen in 2009, and Insane Cloud Posse in 2012. A version also of covered was named Nine and Two Clips. It was by MOP featuring Teflon in 2004. There was another cover by Bad Bad Not Good. That's a Toronto, Toronto group from Canada. And it was featured with Ghostface Killer. And the song was called Mind Playing Tricks On Me. Mind Playing Tricks On Me, that's it, in 2015. And there was a female team version called My Man's Playing Tricks On Me by the Ghetto Girls in 1992. That's an obscure group. I never heard about them. The Ghetto Girls, I gotta go check out. Huh? And finally, the great Scarface made a 1994 rendition called Mind Playing Tricks 94. As a fun fact, While doing my research, I stumbled on YouTube on the Greatest Hits Malt Liquor Commercial Hits compilation by DJ Dranks. It features a rare never released version of Maghetto Boys for uh, St. Ides commercial. It was called My Malt's Playing Tricks on Me. They used the same beat, but they adapted the verses to St. Ides Liquor, the malt liquor that was popular in the end of the 90s. And for relevance and longevity, for all this reason, wow, I had to go with another five. I know around must be flipping, but it's, yo, you picked a good song, man, that had good arguments, you know? And for powerful impact, boom, with the canon, that's the last part, how did impact hip hop culture? The song laid the foundation for the emergence of a horror car horrorcore rap genre in the hip-hop game and it depicted a real nightmare scene you know it is the most famous paranoia anthem that depicted the mental stress directly caused by the gangster lifestyle and inspired a generation of rappers to talk about it another famous one was biggest societal thoughts that's after my inspiration tricks on me that was the other one about mental illness or and in your life that was so deep, you know? That's another subject we'll discuss later since that song will definitely make the list, you know? Second point about impact, it's another impact this song had was in Hollywood, you know? When The Sopranos, uh, the mafioso show, began hearing in 1999, the original idea of having a mob boss seeking therapy was revolutionary and never seen before. You always had the Scarface or the Godfather, they were like so tough and all, and but they all had trauma or uh, scars from everything they did, they lived, but it wasn't portrayed because it was like they were invincible, you know, but they were human behind. And on The Sopranos, they depicted that he was seeking therapy, you know, Tony Soprano, because he had issues with the stress from his family, his wife, his mistress, the gangster, and like uh, the goons that didn't listen that screwed up all the time you know he had to patch things up oh that was really revolutionary nowadays mental illness is one of the biggest topics in hip-hop culture without knowing you've got the Kanye West that proclaim his bipolar diagnosis as his superpower you know he named it and most of the modern rappers pouring their heart out with songs about their pain and conflicts and sorrows you know Radio personality Charlemagne the God even wrote a world book about confronting his anxiety 
and getting help for it. The book's title is Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me. Wow, that's like that's an amazing title. I gotta go check out that book and see what's about. And the foreword was written by Scarface, by Scarface himself, you know? So this is America's Anxiety Anthem, that song. So for that, I had to go with another five, man. Another five. I know, it's another five, you know? And also, one last fun fact, you know, uh, that song stress, uh, that song was so um, impactful in a way that you cannot even forget. It's the, it's the, it was short and sweet. It wasn't the most lyrically song or master of lyricists, you know, but it had everything, all the words meant something, you know, the whole song, the beat, everything's so memorable, you know. So, as a total score, it's a near-perfect song, 24.5 out of 25. The only drawback was, if I remember, was in the production, you know, that had, I had a 4.5, you know, it was missing a little thing to be perfect. And for that, it come out with a 98%. So, I really want to see what Mr. Ron thought about that. What's his score and the review? Because since it's his pick, he picked a definitely good song. Usually, sometimes his picks, we have different tastes, but this one, we match on it. You know, it was the right pick, you know. So, thank you very much for listening. So, go check out Mr. Ron's, the Vlogmaster on the YouTube channel. Subscribe and comment. And I'm Howdy5000. Peace.